Simon Butchard is about to call home for us. He's in Warsaw in Poland, a country that had to pull itself up by its bootstraps after the devastation inflicted on it in the Second World War and has then emerged strongly after leading Eastern Europe out from behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, We've played you a few vigorous national anthems in recent months. And here's a bit of Poland's one. It's called Poland is Not Yet Lost. And it starts with the words, Poland has not perished yet. So long as we still live that which alien force has seized, we at Sabre Point shall retrieve. So it's music to wake you up in the morning. Here we go. So calling home this morning is Simon Butchard in Warsaw in Poland. We've never been there on calling home. Warsaw is 700 years old and has been resolutely transformed since the ghastly days of destruction and Nazi oppression in World War II. It's sometimes called the Phoenix City. It has noise laws at night which help uh, keep the suburbs quiet apparently. Simon's been there for a couple of years Before that he spent a decade in London He's married to Anya who's Polish They have two and a half year old twins Nora and Jack Simon's from Christchurch He went to St Bede's and then Lincoln Where he did a degree in sports management And since then there's been further study in the UK They live in an apartment more or less in the middle of town Where some of the foreign embassies are Kia ora Simon Witam That's hello in Polish yeah, or Jean Dobre would be more appropriate, but yeah, that's that's all good. Jean Dobre, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say that instead. Dobre, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is is much English spoken there, or other European languages? Uh, English is very widely spoken, um, particularly amongst, um, I'd say the the younger generation. Um, so anyone sort of in the mid forties on down speaks very good English, I, I would say. I can definitely get by on on very little Polish here. Um, I kind of have to, so it's all good. Yeah, it's a difficult language, isn't it? It's it's really difficult. It's um, it's extremely tricky. There's, I I have I did spend a little bit of time uh, doing some some language courses. There's the whole um, female and male conjugation of words as well. You have to wrap your head around and then. Um, yeah, it's, it's just tricky. <laughs> um, I've, I've, uh, I've given, I've given some time to it, but I need to put more effort into it for sure. What took you to that part of the world? So, um, well, my wife, Anya is, she's Polish. She's from here, obviously, uh, from Warsaw. And, um, we, we were both, we, we met in London, um, Anna was working. Uh, she's from a finance background, and um, yeah, I'm in the um, sports injury uh, rehabilitation side of things. And um, yeah, we met there, and um, uh, the twins came along, and COVID came along. I was working remotely, and I had a, a work opportunity came up that was that was quite um, interesting to her, and, and it was a good opportunity. Um, so we decided to make the move, and it was. Also good for us to be closer to some family um, with the with the twins coming along. Yeah, <laughs> so we yeah. needed all the help we could get, really. <laughs> so you're on you're on Zoom a lot. Yeah, yeah, Zoom and and other platforms. <laughs> yeah. 
And you've got clients, right. you've got English speaking clients all around the place, have you? Yeah, yeah, predominantly um, UK based, but um, yeah, all, all over. But, but uh, I'd say the yeah, majority are uh, UK based. Hey, a couple of serious questions, because you've lived in the UK for long enough to know the social climate of the place. I was never yes. able to figure out the resentment in some quarters against Polish migrants. Was that just because the Brits, or some Brits, thought they were taking local yeah. jobs, that old story? I think there's probably a little bit of that. Maybe in, the, in like, say, sectors of the economy, like in the, in the building industry, possibly. Yeah, it always puzzled me. We're hearing, yeah. and the other the other serious question is that we're hearing now about friction with Ukraine, and Poland was pretty staunch and accepted so many refugees, but there's resentment yes. over Ukraine moving grain through Poland, even though most of it's destined for more distant markets. I see the latest arms yeah. arms shipment will go ahead, although a bit more grudgingly, and that seems a shame. Yeah. That seems a shame. I imagine it's discussed a bit. Yeah, it is. My wife's family um, are very liberal people, and and um, like I think there there is a bit of a a strange climate brewing um, within the country, which um, is not necessarily um, a good one. It's it's definitely a, a a tricky situation at the moment. There's there's an election coming up, which will be a very important one for the country. Um, um, and the, the, a couple of decisions made recently have, have I don't think have put Poland in, in that good a light politically, but hopefully they can they can get that right. Right. So it's like all elections. You know, politicians say we're looking after our country, and you know yeah. they, they say things you know to win elections. All right, understood. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What do That's you right. What do you most enjoy about living in Eastern Europe generally? The food is is great, particularly if you if you don't mind meat. <laughs> yes, one that um, uh, my my wife's mother makes regularly is called gawamki, which is like a, it's a cabbage, it's sort of steamed pork with um, with spices in it, and it's wrapped in cabbage leaves. And that it, it, it might not sound that delicious, but it, it actually is delicious. Oh no, it um, sounds nice. So, <laughs> yeah, and but it's quite it's quite heavy kind of food. Um, and I guess the other good thing about uh, being in uh, this part of the world, um, particularly this time of year, coming in, we're not quite into winter yet, but we've we've had a really good summer here, fantastic summer um, in terms of the weather. And there's very distinct seasons. So when it's summer, it is properly summer. So, it's, for example, it's a lot warmer than the UK, um, say, in, in summertime. But uh, in the wintertime, it's a lot co colder. But, um, yeah, everyone sort of embraces the summertime here. There's lots of festivals going on, uh, and it's it's just a good place to be, yeah. Speaking of food, I was reading that Warsaw caters really well for vegans, more so than Paris or Prague or Berlin or anywhere else, really. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 true. You can find anything you want food-wise here. Um, I guess typically Polish food is, is probably more on the, on, the, on the meaty side, as I was saying, but, yeah, definitely... Um, vegetarian food is is very much available and and to the front here. A bit meaty and starchy. How do you pronounce the name of? There are signature Polish donuts, aren't there? Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna catch me out here. Um, uh, I I do know what you mean. The ones with the the kind of like a, the the jam in them. The jam um, in the middle, yeah. 
Yeah. That's yeah, all right. I'll excuse remember. you. I can't pronounce yeah. it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what don't you enjoy much over there? What What's the hardest part of moving to Warsaw? Definitely the, the winter. Um, when you're deep in the winter, it's, it's a pretty tough place to be. And then after that, potentially the language barrier. They drive in Poland. They're bold drivers, I was hearing. <laughs> that's that's certainly one way of putting it. Um, yeah, I think naturally Poles are maybe they've got a little bit of rule breaking in them, and that that certainly is expressed on the roads. <laughs> so yeah, you sort of have to have your head on a swivel when you're driving, and it, um, there's they, they drive they drive fast and they drive aggressively. Yeah. Well, they've been subjugated for so long in recent times, haven't they? You wouldn't. Um, they have. You'd expect a bit of rebellion in the population. Yeah, they. That's right. Yeah, no, that that is right. And they've, they've yeah, they've done it. They've done it so tough they as have. a country. So, yeah, you can understand a bit of that attitude. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's very positive um, that attitude. But it's just not so much on the on the roads. <laughs> but I imagine they're pretty tolerant of non-Polish speaking visitors. Do you, I, I suppose when you just meet people casually, many of them think you're a tourist, do they? Yeah, yeah, no, they do. And it's it's uh, very welcoming. Uh, they're very welcoming people. Simon Butchard is in Warsaw calling home. Is Poland pretty? I mean, everyone says they miss the great outdoors of New Zealand when we talk to them. But yes. I imagine the countryside in Poland is nice, maybe in a more ordered sort of way. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair comment. Um, I think there are there's certainly parts of Poland um, that are also quite dramatic as well. So in the south, for example, um, so going south of Krakow, um, when you're going down towards the Slovenian border, there's the the Tatra mountain range, which is quite rugged and and they take off pretty quickly. So like in a way, they sort of remind you of a range like the Remarkables. Oh yeah. Um, Queenstown, not as not, not probably not as dramatic as that, but like quite jagged and, and kind of they jump up. Um, and um, to the north is is more sort of uh, rolling countryside. Um, and yeah, they've got like nice national parks. They've got a lake district. Um, so I've I've travelled throughout the country, and it's it is the, there are some spectacular places. The thing I, I guess that that makes New Zealand new. new Unique is the coastline um, in, in comparison to, say, a place like Poland. Yeah, of course. You yeah. P- you play rugby there. Who for? <laughs> um, I'll play rugby is a pretty loose term. I, I, I help out with the coaching of a team called the Warsaw Frogs. They're founded by some French um, expats back in the 90s, and it's grown since then. And um, they, we, we predominantly play against touring teams, so teams from the UK and and other places in Europe and beyond. Um, and uh, yeah, they're a really good bunch of guys. They're made up of students from uh, local university and um, uh, some some older older lads like myself. Every year they they run a tens tournament here um, where we get teams from all over. So they've had teams from um, places like. Uh, South Africa and and some South American teams, oh. lots of British, Irish teams, um, and all over Europe as well. So the standard's quite high. Um, well, I yeah, it's it's decent. Um, 
but it's 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 also just a it's also just a bit of fun. I, like how we'd st- stack up against a, a club team in New Zealand, probably would get beaten, um, but w- we can hold our own. <laughs> <laughs> Do the frogs manage to hop into neighbouring countries to play as well? Yeah, they do. They they do some tours. Um, touring's tough for me with the uh, with the with the young twins. Yes. Um, I initially did it just as a way to to meet a few people here, um, and I guess with my background, I could help them out with um, a bit of uh, strength and conditioning work, uh, pre season that kind of thing. Yes, of course, with your training, of course. So you've travelled a bit in the country. If we had uh, three days in Poland. Before we get to Warsaw itself, where would you recommend? Yeah. Where would you recommend we go generally in Poland? For three days, okay. Well, I mean, you'd probably want to check out Krakow just because it's um, as a city that was a city that was untouched by uh, the World War Two in terms of the bombing. Um, so it's it's all original and it's it is beautiful. The old town there, it's like a a walled. Once you're in the middle of the old town, it's a walled city, and it's easy to walk around um, in, in anywhere in the countryside, really. But um, if I was going to go to the countryside, I'd probably go to the south. Yeah. Okay. Good tip. Yeah. Can we rattle? Yeah. Th- can we rattle through some of the attractions of Warsaw because some of them yeah. are unusual. Bison grass. Yeah. Bison grass vodka. What's the, yeah. what's that? What it is is there's a there's a piece of grass that. Uh, bison have been on um so they have bison here in in um in poland and they put a a piece of this grass into the vodka okay and it's um it's it's in that you can see it in the bottle and when it comes when when you taste the vodka it has it does have a distinct taste um you drink it obviously you drink it cold uh, but it's 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 quite it's quite nice, um, kind of a little bit aniseed, I suppose, in it in the vodka. Okay, all right, buy some yeah. grass vodka. The museums, yep. the museums in Warsaw are pretty special, aren't they? They're fantastic. So two that I would say that would be musts would be the Warsaw Uprising Museum, which is which is all about the uprising of the the local citizens that stayed in in nineteen forty four when they. They sort of took on the, the Germans with with anything they had to hand, and uh, and then the um, the other one would be the Poland Museum, which is of the the Jewish history. Yeah. The Jewish people suffered so much at the hands of the Nazis in World War Two, uh, and I mm. understand Warsaw has a fairly special relationship with uh, yes. Jewish people, simply because well, a long relationship through history, but in recent times, simply because of that. Yeah. No, that, that's that's right, and I think obviously it's um, that's a that's a very sad history, and there is um, monuments throughout the city when you're walking around, and reminders of things that have happened um, that are um, sometimes a bit hard to take in, um, and it, the city you know goes on around them, but there are the odd time you'll walk past a um, a monument or or. A, um, little statue with a, with a piece of information on it, and you just be amazed at the things that have happened there that that, uh, that were pretty horrific. The city goes on yeah. around them. Yes, well, that's the story of history, isn't it? Um, the most stunning riverside boulevards in Europe. I was reading. 
Yeah, yeah, well, I'd, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> they, 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 the, the old town um, is so. What's remarkable uh, about Warsaw is um, when you come, it, when you go into the, the the walled old town, it it is brick by brick exactly how it would have been prior to the bombing. Um, and when you go to um, like the uprising museum, you get a you get an understanding of how sort of devastated the city was. Like there was just nothing left. Um, the only buildings that were left standing were were churches, I believe, because they were like the thicker walls, um, so they could stand up to the, ah. the blasts. But the the, the the old town has just been rebuilt exactly how it was, brick by brick. That's and incredible. it's um and it's 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 amazing to walk through it and it's you would never know that you're you're walking amongst buildings that have been erected in the 1950s and 60s um you know post world war ii they, they feel old and um you know it's it's uh they've done a really really good job there it's a marvelous statement of defiance too isn't it really we are going it to is. reclaim our country and reclaim our lives the way we wanted them the way they were that's right that's right and that, that's there's, there's a bit of that in the in the in the spirit of the city and and the 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 uprising museum the symbol on the outside of the uprising museum and also there's a monument an uprising monument and that that is a a defiant symbol it's it's a w with a kind of like a, a p in the middle of it and it's um it's kind of you know um they're, they're very proud of that symbol it's a it's a symbol of you know uh, we stayed and and um you may you may have bombed us, but we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> what do the tourist guides mean when they say that Warsaw has the only natural beaches to be found in a city centre in Europe? Right. Yeah. Well, it, the 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 Vistula or the Vizsla is the river. is It's a it's a natural river. So like it's not controlled in any way. We we're actually down there this afternoon after we picked up the. The twins from nursery we went down. There's a there's a playground by the river there, and, and there's a beach right there. So just it's a it's a it's a it's a beach in the middle of the city. Yeah, it's got proper sand on it. Yep, yep. Okay. And some of the best Christmas lights on the planet, I am informed, yeah. in a few months' time. So Warsaw's the city to go to for Christmas in Europe. The um, the highest clock tower in Europe. Uh, a magnificent fountain with a breathtaking display. I imagine you've taken Nora and Jack to see that. Yeah. Okay. They'll be talking about the the the, the fountain in the in the central square there. Um, yeah. It's it, it's it's that is great. The history of the place is is fantastic. And um, yeah. So the the, the royal residences. Um, one of the one of the gardens I've, I have been to. So that would have been at a place called Villanov Castle, and that is. Um, yeah, spectacular. All sorts of stuff in there. It's good, good to get in there when you can. It sounds like we should come to Warsaw. I imagine the, hot- yeah. the hotels wouldn't be too prohibitively expensive. No, 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 I don't think so. Um, you def- you're definitely be able to find some uh, some reasonable accommodation at a good price, I would say. And, uh, yeah, you'd find uh, some good hospitality as well, I imagine. How long can you see yourself living there? Um, so we we are um, we'll be here, I'd say, for at least a, another a couple of years. The plan is to go to get back to New Zealand for sure, okay. um, and we'd like to try and get back there 
potentially by the time the, the kids are a sc- school age. But um, yeah, we're 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 happy here at the moment, and and we'll we'll see it out for the time being. Yeah. Speaking of language courses, I took a three-minute, fifteen-second language course online. Um, but do David Zenya or Papa to say goodbye? Which which is the appropriate yeah. way to, for me to so say goodbye? So, so David Zenya is uh, yeah, that's a very common way to say goodbye. Papa is more, uh, I guess you'd say more to like friends and, and family. Uh, so Papa is, uh, I guess, more um, and more of a, a laid back, nice way to say it. And then David Zenya is more kind of uh, official, I suppose. Okay, all right. Well, we've yeah. only just been introduced, so I'll. I said, David Zinni. You, you, pub is fine, Jim. It's all good. All right. Lovely yeah. to talk to you. And also, I know it's getting quite late in the night in the evening for you, so I appreciate that very much. But, Simon, great to meet you, and thanks for being on Calling Home with us. No worries, Jim. Good to speak to you.